Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, here we go, Niners. This is what we've been waiting for. It is officially training camp time. The offseason has officially concluded, and we are done. Everybody reported today. Shanahan and Lynch had their press conference just moments ago as I'm recording this. But when you are listening to this, more than likely it will be the first day of practice. So great news. The only big things to come out of the press conference is we have three players that are put on the active pup list. That is Trent Taylor, the big surprise. We knew that he had the back surgery, and it might be a thing. But Jonathan Cooper, the guy who's competing for a starting right guard and spot, and Dakota Watson. So the big surprise there is Trent Taylor. And this means that, man, if (laughs) our second-round pick, Dante Pettis, was signed, he would be getting all the snaps at the slot. But he is not there because the contract still hasn't been figured out. We saw this last year with Solomon Thomas or something about the Pac-12. And 49ers not getting deals done, but hopefully that gets done while I'm recording this and he can get all those snaps in practice. That would be amazing for him. Anyway, so training camp has started today. We're going to finish the last defensive group breakdown, the nose tackle slash interior defensive tackle, but, and our biggest camp battle yet broken down. This one I have at a 51 to 49% split. I'm not quite sure who's going to go. But I will go also go through the practice squad and help everybody understand who is eligible, who is not, and what that means for the player. Because a lot of people don't understand what the practice squad is. You can't just put everybody on there. But all that being said, man, let's just jump right into it. I am super excited. So 
There are two locks in this nose tackle group, and then there's a huge maybe. Now, the two locks are Earl Mitchell and DJ Jones. Those are the two guys that are going to be in no matter what. So let's start with Mitchell, who was basically our starting first and second down nose tackle last year. And DJ Jones shines some, but let's focus on Earl for now. So he's six foot three, 310 pounds. He's 30 years old, and he is an absolute lock. He has traveled kind of all over the league. He was drafted by the Texans in the third round in 2010 out of Arizona. He's a fighting wildcat. And then he moved over to Miami and bounced around a little bit. They cut him because they signed him to such a huge deal. And we went ahead and picked him up because we had a lot of cap room. And he stepped in and started for us immediately last year. Now, the strengths to his game, he is super strong, lower half, very thick, heavy-bottomed guy. Uh, He's a big boy. And he moves very, very well for his size. Big motor guy and very quick on his feet. Now, the problem is he doesn't get a lot of pressure and he doesn't make a lot of tackles, but that's not really what his role is. He's a guy that is out there on obvious running, short yardage, goal line situations, first and second down only. I don't think he's ever out there on third down unless it's like third and one on the goal line and we're in kind of a goal line package, like I said, but he's not a guy that gets tackles. His job is to allow... Reuben Foster to be Reuben Foster. He is great at occupying more than one block, which is great because usually that nose tackle is lined up in the shade. And so what that means is you are on one side of the center to the strong side or to the weak side, depending on the blitzes and schemes and all the different things that are going on. But what his job is to do is to maintain that play side A gap and to try his hardest to get the guard and the center on him because if you do that we have four down linemen there's five offensive linemen at all times and if you can have one guy command two that means nobody's getting to your backers uh, unless they leave the backside end alone and get down on a scoop block or whatever you want to call it second level block to the linebackers but again if you go back just kind of through history i hate talking i I don't even want to mention this man but uh yeah i'm not going to I, i almost talked about one of the guys getting a elected into the hall of fame that uh should be in prison but that's okay let's move on from that uh vince wilfork kind of what he did and what made him so famous was you had to double team him on every single play now earl mitchell is no (laughs) vince wilfork he doesn't have the speed or agility that he has but he fits a certain role and this is a valuable role for the 49ers because again the unsung hero of this defense is that upfront guy whose job, again, is not to get tackles or pressures. If he can, that's great. That's extra. But his job is to keep his linebackers running free. Now, his overall grade from Pro Football Focus is not great. He's a 56 for his career, which is basically not even starter worthy. But this is the problem with PFF. It's great for a lot of things, but it doesn't take the bigger picture into into value there because again if he's getting double teamed and he basically doesn't give up any ground he never makes the tackle that is a positive play for the 49ers defense but he's going to be graded negatively for that his stats in 2016 he played in all 16 games which is huge he had one sack which was great 33 tackles 19 solo tackles on that which isn't bad but it's not really good either so that's kind of where he's at And he had one of the worst run-stop percentages in the NFL last year. Again, the the idea there is he's not making – he's not a stunting defensive lineman. He's not doing swim moves. He's not doing rip moves or spin moves. He is just an anchor on that defense. 
He did have his career high in snaps last year for the 49ers. He took 622 defensive snaps and was on special teams for 74 of those. Most of those were on field goal block and things like that. Now, contract year, he signed a four-year, $16 million deal, and he has three years left on his deal. Two in an, his cap hit this year is 3.8. To the next two years after that is 4.4. I don't know if he will play out his entire contract with us. We we're kind of going to have to see what that looks like. If DJ Jones steps up his game, he could become the starter. But with somebody as durable as a nose tackle that can play 16 games, that's pretty rare. And so I think I think the starting job is going to continue to be his, but I think his snaps will go from about 622 down to closer to 500 in this next year. And again, injury history, he had a lower leg injury in 2016, but that's about it. Now let's talk about DJ Jones. Uh, DJ Jones is a fun player to watch on film. He definitely jumps off the tape much more so than Earl Mitchell. Six foot, 321 pounds. He's only 23 years old. He was a rookie last year. We got him in the sixth round out of Old Miss last year, and he is an absolute lock. This kid is weird because he's very heavy bottomed. Uh, he's built like a bowling pin. So the funny thing about that is he's not necessarily a power type guy. The strengths to his game is he is agile. He loves kind of standing up and doing that like cat-like juking move to get space. And he is a guy that does play a little bit more on passing downs. He can get in there a little bit more. Very high motor, very, very tough. I wish that he played more behind his pads instead of under. That's a, a very common critique because he, he wants to stand up and look and figure it out. And it's like, dude, you're not a linebacker. So you, you got to go through that guy, not around him. But it works for him. He And his... His lateral quickness isn't as bad as it should be for a guy that's 300 pounds and only six foot tall. But there were quite a few times whenever he was in the game last year, and you see this on film, after he played two or three snaps, his hands are on his hips, and he's huffing and puffing and just seems out of it. So hopefully his condition and his body will develop more in his second year. And, it, you know, it, he's not an athlete, but you got to be in shape. You got to keep your size up which is really hard to do at only six foot. And then you got to stay in shape, which, I mean, if you, if you watched NFL Network this, this week, Joe Thomas, the retire, retired tackle, he said, man, the number one thing about looking forward to retirement is I could lost, lose weight. He lost, he's lost 50 pounds since he retired uh, just five months ago. And so he, he's, he talked about how it's, you had to eat until you're ready to throw up every single meal to keep that weight because he's an athletic guy. And so it, it, it is tough keeping that strength and that size and speed all at the same time. But I'm hoping he can step out of just a rotational player status and can become a contributing member. Um, he got to play in nine games last year as a rookie. And again, his his run grade percentage is 53. That's kind of where he's at. So he's not much behind Mitchell and he could take some snaps. I hope he does. He took 147 snaps last year, uh, 43 additional snaps on special teams. But we, we need to get that up. Uh, his contract, man, it's awesome. Rookie deals, they are what make a team be able to sign great players. And we got a lot of young players. His cap hits half a million this year, 600000 next year, 2020 goes up to 700000 So he's a guy that you're not going to cut, uh, even if his play doesn't improve you're keeping that guy just because he's so cheap now what i want to focus on and this is my this is the closest camp battle that i can get to 
And it comes down to Sheldon Day, who I think is going to win the spot, and Julian Taylor, the defensive end that we talked about last, the rookie out of Temple. So... Sheldon Day, real quick, let's just talk a little bit about him. He is six foot one, two hundred ninety-four pounds, uh, only twenty-four years old. Now, here's kind of the thing: he came out of Notre Dame, and we didn't even draft him. That's the thing. Uh, Jacksonville drafted him with fourth-round pick in two thousand sixteen, so he's already had a couple years, and we were able to get him last year, and he came in and played awesome. But the problem is this. Julian Taylor is a seventh round pick this year. So one of these guys is not going to make it. I don't think there's any way that we keep both Sheldon Day and Julian because it just doesn't fit. And we already have a lot of strength at both of those positions. So they're kind of fighting out, even though they play different spots because Sheldon Day can play the nose and the three technique. Whereas Julian Taylor is probably just going to be the three technique guy. The problem is Sheldon Day does not qualify for the practice squad okay so i want to just kind of pump the brakes real quick and explain what the practice squad is because this is gigantic so you have 10 players that you're allowed to have on the practice squad it used to be seven and then in 2014 they bumped it up to 10 but it's not for anybody so you can't just put anybody on the practice squad they cannot have accrued one nfl season now what the hell does that mean an accrued season by nfl standards and this has to do with practice squad league uh, minimum pays veteran minimum pays even getting into the benefits package for retirement is accrued seasons and what that means is you have to have six games in this given year on the active roster So you have to make the 53-man roster. If you do that for six different times within the season, then that counts as a full season or a crude season. So usually um, you can only be on there twice, so basically your rookie year and then your sophomore year. And if you're an undrafted free agent, that usually carries over as well. There are exemptions, though. Somebody like Shane Scove is the guy that we had on there three times, if you remember him, the linebacker out of Wisconsin. Um, And so if, if you've been on the practice squad twice, They can file for an exemption to have you on their third time if every single week the team that you are on had 53 active players the entire time, which almost every single team does. They're going to bring somebody up, even if it's a third or emergency quarterback, something like that. And they only make $7,200 a week. That's the minimum they can make if you are on the practice squad. And you can say, man, that's actually a lot of money. Well, you are moving around if you're on the practice squad. Usually don't stay there the whole year and nothing is guaranteed. So even if you sign, like you see all these undrafted free agents signing these four-year deals or two-year deals or whatever, those deals are null and void as soon as they're on the practice squad. So what will happen is when it's cut down time after the third preseason game, what they'll do is they'll say, all right, everybody has waived all these guys. Well, your contract is gone unless somebody else picks you up, which usually doesn't happen because everybody wants to keep their own guys that they've had in camp. And then people start to fill out their practice squad roster, and that's whenever you start on this 7000 $200 a week minimum. And that's a weekly thing. So if you get cut off the practice squad or injured, that money is gone. Like you don't get any extra. So back to Sheldon Day. Hopefully that helps you understand the practice squad and why I think it'd be Julian Taylor on there because he qualifies. So technically we could keep both Sheldon Day on our active roster and we could waive Julian Taylor, hope he goes through waivers, no team picks him up. 
and then we can stash them on the practice squad. Uh, seventh round picks are kind of 50-50s anyway. They all don't make the roster. So Sheldon Day was a fourth round pick by the Jags out of Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, back in 2016. We claimed him off of waivers in November. So right around Thanksgiving last year, the Jaguars kind of said, we don't need him. If you remember, they acquired Marcel Darius, and so we were like, awesome, we'll take him. The strengths to his game, man, he is a fun guy. He doesn't have power. I know I said strengths, and then I say he doesn't have power. Very quick, quick hands, quick feet, and super high motor. It seems like if there is a common theme with this defense, motor and kind of effort guys, this is where they belong. He's very versatile and can play nose, three, five technique with ease. He, he kind of does a little bit of everything. But again, very slow speed-wise. You'll see him trying to run down plays, and it's just like, man, dude, you're not going to get there. It's just not going to happen. He's kind of a back-end rotational guy for us whenever he came in, but he was only with us for six games. That's whenever he came over, and man, he got 196 defensive snaps. You know, We had a lot of injuries, and he was able to fill in in a lot of different spots. And his grades are awesome. PFF overall grade has him at a 75 grade. Again, the other guys are at 53 and 55. But again, this shows you he plays a little bit of a different position. And he's going to flash a little bit more because he will make his own play from time to time with his quickness. Uh, But he's not going to be that anchoring nose tackle. You can put him in there if you need to in a pinch. But that's not who he. That's not what he's designed to do. He had 12 tackles and one sack in six games. And man, I he's he's just a football player. He's not one of those guys that if you lined him up next to all the other defensive linemen, you'd be like, eh, whatever. But then you turn the film on and he shines. He jumps off. So the deal that we got him because we picked up the Jags deal whenever they waived him. He had two years left, and so he's pretty cheap. $630,000 against the cap this year, and next year is pretty cheap as well, only 700000 So we are getting a lot of these bargain players with a chip on their shoulder that are scrapping just to make this roster. And one of the things to take away from the press conference just today between Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they kept saying, man, we have depth now. Last year, we were just trying to figure out how to get people on the field. Like, who's going to play this position? And now, you know, we have people on our 90-man roster, and we know that when we cut them, we're not going to get them back. We know that there are people that once we cut them, they're going to other teams because we have a much deeper, talented roster. And so that's my maybe guy. There's two undrafted free agents that have a shot, but it's not a very big shot. Uh, These are kind of lottery ticket players you know you'd love to root for them but it just doesn't make sense Blaine uh, Woodson he's six foot two 280 out of Delaware six two 280 Niall Scott is six three 280 out of Frostburg State man Frostburg State how awesome is that it's so weird we have five defensive linemen with that weigh 280 pounds that just doesn't make sense. I know I talked about it with the defensive end episodes but every time I see that number I'm just like man if you want to make the 49ers Go get yourself to 280, and I think you got a shot. Um, Anyway, so the three guys that I have making the roster, Earl Mitchell and DJ Jones are locks, and Sheldon Day is my 51 to 49% last guy on the defensive roster. Him and Julian will just have to wait and see what happens. If you haven't already, go give our stat man, Clayton, a follow. He is killing it and just putting up awesome information. You can follow him on Twitter at CAD. I-E-U-X, 
Clayton. So, Cadeau, Clayton, stay strong, faithful, and football season is here. Oh, thank God. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.